Today's text is in John 14. Today's text is in John 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I that where I am, you also will be. And you also, excuse me, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas asked him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Good afternoon, church. Before uh, beginning today, I would like to thank all of you for your messages and your prayers. Three weeks ago, I needed to travel, a last-minute travel uh, trip to Puerto Rico because my, my grandmother was, was ill in the hospital and she passed away. Didn't have the opportunity to thank you for the, uh, the prayers, uh, the, the text messages. And not only that, but my family also, we received uh, those messages while we were there. If you have uh, the Bible, and I hope you do, um, open your Bibles to chapter 14 of the Gospel of John. This is where we're going to spend our time in this afternoon. And the title of my sermon is, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. Allow me to pray uh, before starting. Pero para creer en lo que dice. Vamos a ver las palabras de, de nuestro Salvador Jesucristo. En cómo nosotros debemos reaccionar cuando momentos difíciles vienen a nuestra vida. Y Padre, yo te pido en esta tarde, si hay alguien aquí que no te conoce, yo te pido, Señor, que tú, por medio del de poder de tu palabra, abra su, abra su, levante sus corazones, Señor. Conviertas el corazón de piedra a un corazón de carne y que puedan ver a Jesucristo como su único Salvador y Señor. Todo esto lo pido en el poderoso nombre de Jesús. Amén. Cuando yo era pequeño, when I was younger, when I was a child, yo pasaba la mayoría de mis veranos, I was spent the majority of my summers, en casa de mis abuelos, in my grandparents' house, cinco o seis días a la semana, about five to six days of the week, y la mayoría de esos días eran similares, and the majority of those days were very similar. Mi abuelo me levantaba, my grandfather would wake me up, mi abuela no hacía avena, my grandmother would cook some oatmeal, oatmeal, huevos servidos, I would get some um. Boiled eggs. Oh, oh. 
That's a brand. That's a brand. He's cheating. That's a export soda. It's a brand. Crackers, crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> soda crackers. And a, and, a, and a cup of coffee. Afterwards, my grandfather and myself, we would do different things in the home while we will, uh, uh, with expectation, await for lunch. Well, where I would be able to say that this is when the day would truly begin. And why do I say that? I don't say it because, because of the food, because I know that's where you're thinking. But from... From 11 to 6 in the afternoon, my, my grandfather, my grandmother, and myself, we would sit down to watch television the whole afternoon. We would, we would watch the local TV shows from Puerto Rico. So, WAPA, WAPA TV, Telemundo, and, um, and Univision. And then every show that they would show in the in the local television. And I didn't like it a lot. Because I wanted to watch other things. But my grandfather and myself, we had an agreement. That if I watch his TV shows, um, he not only watched the shows he wanted to watch with me, but he would allow me to watch TV until late. So, what is some of the examples of the TV shows my grandfather would watch? Who is right from Univision? Case closed <laughs> with Ana Maria. <laughs> <laughs> we watched news at 5 o'clock in the afternoon in any of the TV shows and the one my grandfather liked the most there's no translation for that evil person uh, some weird puppet satire <laughs> gossip TV show yeah and to this day, I still remember how the news, how they would go. Someone had been murdered. Someone was, someone was going through a judgment because of a homicide. They would show the, um, the weather. Maybe some of the news in regards to the theft or something similar. And then sports. And the majority of the news, not only in Puerto Rico, but worldwide, it would, it would be bad news after bad news after bad news. And to this day, we still see something similar. I don't know how many of you remember 2020. You would turn on the TV, CNN, Fox. As they were going over the news, there would be like a countdown of people who were dying because of COVID. 
and this week en Kansas City. in Kansas City as the Kansas City Chiefs won the championship there was also a shooting that took place and at least in Puerto Rico the bad news were so many that the, the news uh, cast constantly when there was some good news they would leave it to the end in order to, to celebrate it and today we have many mediums available that tend to do the same thing. Bad news after bad news after bad news. And our thought process sometimes is to that, that can't happen to me. But even us we are not exempt of experiencing and going through bad news we live in a broken world where illnesses exist the daily struggle would it be financial mental emotional relational they all exist and we live in a world where death is a reality and we can see all of this biblically Jesus said in this world you will experience and go through tribulation and so the question that I would like for us to dive into this afternoon is how do I react when I receive bad news or when bad news arrive when you get that phone call when you have that text message the reaction of each person in here or anybody else it could be different for example Three weeks ago, I received a message from my sister that my grandmother had fallen very ill and they believed that the same day that I received that message from my sister that she would pass away on that day. And the way in which I reacted, it was of shock. I was I felt paralyzed I stopped thinking it was as if my heart had stopped beating and as I was studying for my sermon I realized that that is my reaction my natural or human reaction to bad news I remember I experienced the same thing when, when I received news about my mom same thing when I got the news about my dad and my grandfather but maybe yours, your reaction is different than mine. Maybe the stress levels increase and you become altered or excited. Like. Or maybe you begin to weep and you can't control it. Or maybe 
pretende que esas noticias you start to pretend that those news no son verdad are not true y las deja a un lado and you put them aside las reacciones pueden ser diferentes reactions could be different pero yo pienso que podemos concluir en esto but i believe that we can come and reach a conclusion que nuestros corazones that our hearts se alteran they become altered se paralizan they get paralyzed se alteran they are altered because uncertainty in regards to future what are the next steps to take for the expectation of a diagnosis I work in a chiropractor office and then when I, when I perform the x-ray on patients the patients immediately ask me do you see something wrong there? And I can see it in their faces how they are concerned because of the questions that inundate our minds. And our, our hearts become so, so, so altered because of the loss of something or someone. So when bad news reach us, our temptation to allow our hearts to be affected by those is present. And in our text, the verb, the verb that Jesus uses when he says, trouble, let not your heart be troubled, in, in, uh, in, uh, in the Greek is translated translated as agitated. 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 Restless. 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 To be restless. Become anxious. It provides the idea of a sea with the waves hitting hard. So the question that you could be asking yourselves is if all of these things are inevitable because bad news will come and they will affect us but if I'm a believer what must I do? And so the rest of our time this afternoon we will be looking at three points in John chapter 14 of the many that we have in regards to how Jesus calls us in regards to what we must do or what we shouldn't do when we receive bad news. In John 13, Jesus was sharing these words with these disciples that were anxious. We read that Jesus' time had already arrived. This would be the moment for him to go to the cross. In order to die for the sins of the world, that moment had reached. And return to the Father. So he had just had the Passover um, uh, with the disciples. Where Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. He institutes the Lord's Supper. And then he gives them three news. 
Póngase los zapatos de los discípulos. And so I need you to now for a minute to put yourself in the disciples' shoes. Jesús llama a sus discípulos, ¿verdad? Jesus calls his disciples. Tres años con él. Three years they had been with him. Viviendo. Living. Caminando. Walking. Escuchando sus palabras. Listening to his words. Y Jesús les dice. And Jesus tells them. Discípulos. Disciples. Me tengo que ir. I need to go. Y después les dice. And then he tells them. Donde yo voy a ir. Where I am going. Ustedes no pueden ir. For now, you cannot go. You cannot follow me. Second news. Jesus informs them that one of them was going to betray him. We know it was Judas Iscariot, but they don't, they don't know this. They were not capable to understand what Jesus was telling them. And the third news. Peter goes to Jesus and says to Jesus, Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And he says, Jesus, I would give my life for you. And then Jesus tells Peter that before the rooster crows, he was going to deny him three times. For the disciples, Bad news, after bad news, after bad news. And not only that, they were about to witness the death of their master. They were going to see a Jesus with, a, with an unrecognizable face, a naked Jesus hanging on the cross, their life was going to change completely. And Jesus, even knowing that where he was going, the, the cross to die for the sins of the world, he wasn't only going to save his disciples, but instead of leaving them like, like that, like how they were, he provides them with words of encouragement, de consuelo, of, of, of comfort. Para sus discípulos, oh? para sus discípulos, for, the, for his disciples. Okay. Y a todos nosotros en esta tarde. And all of us this afternoon. Así que Jesús les dice, And so Jesus tells them, ¿Qué tenemos que hacer cuando tenemos corazones atribulados? What must we do? When we have troubled hearts. And this brings us to my first point today. We must trust him. Verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus here is trying to bring encouragement to his troubled sheep. As I just established, their teacher, whom they had been walking with for about three years, he was going to go, he was going to leave. Not only that, Jesus had already told them he was going to suffer and he was going to die. So you can only imagine the tribulation in the hearts of all his disciples, the thoughts they were experiencing. 
por ejemplo, como la partida de Jesús iba a afectar sus vidas. For example, how the departure of Jesus was going to affect their lives. Cómo iban a sobrepasar al ver su señor morir, su maestro. How would they overcome watching their their teacher die? Preguntas más probable vinieron a sus mentes. Many questions more than likely inundated their, their minds. And this can happen to us also. When we encounter difficult situations, the, the, the questions begin to infiltrate our minds, which consequently causes our hearts to become troubled. So Jesus brings an exhortation to them. And I'm certain that the manner in which Jesus did this was a soft tone full of love and grace. So he tells them, let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me. That phrase, let not your heart be troubled, is in a present sub Subject, subject, subjunctive. Indicando la detención de una acción. It was indicating the detection of an action. Jesus is telling his disciples, stop worrying. Don't, do not allow everything that's about to happen to trouble your heart. And he says to them, you trust in God. Then you must trust in me also. He tells them, have faith in me. Not any faith. Do not just have faith on anything, but this is an active faith. A faith that believes who Jesus is. A faith that believes in the character of God, in his sovereignty, and his omnipresence, and his omniscience. So what Jesus is telling them here, instead of being troubled for the news you're receiving, place your gaze in me. And he says this as an imperative. Which, is, which means that this is something that we must do continually. Because we are tempted to place the circumstances or situations in front of us and always place our gaze in them. So why must we have faith in Jesus? Point number two. Because in Jesus, we are reminded of our true home. Verse two. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? What Jesus was doing here is he is encouraging his disciples with a future promise. With the promise that our future home, heaven, where Jesus describes, describes us as his father's home, it's not a hotel. It's not a condominium. 
la casa de mi padre. is the house of my father Donde Dios vive, where God lives y vivirá con sus hijos. and he will live with his children y esta casa, and this home cada discípulo tiene una morada. each disciple has a dwelling place y si nosotros creemos en él, and if we believe in him nosotros también tenemos una morada. we also have a dwelling place la casa del padre será donde habrá un lugar para que todo el mundo que crea the house of the the house of the father will be the where we, you can find a place for everyone who believes in him. So Peter had a dwelling place. Thomas, not this Tommy, but well, you two, both both Tommies had a dwelling place. And I'm gonna have a Javier's gonna have a dwelling place. Manuel is gonna have a dwelling place. Even in their anguish, Jesus is reminding them that this world is not everything. Remember, his disciples, they thought that while Jesus was the Messiah, that he would defeat the Roman Empire and he would establish his kingdom here on earth. But what Jesus was doing is taking the gaze of his disciples and placing it in heaven. So heaven is a reality. It's not an imaginary thing we believe. Heaven is a real place where at this moment God is sitting on his throne. He has always been there and he will always be there. The Bible describes heaven as a kingdom, as an inheritance, as, a, as a, an appointment. And Jesus here describes it as a home. So heaven is a certainty for those of us who believe in Jesus. And he was telling them and encouraging them to see heaven as a reality. Paul tells us in Philippians 3.20 But our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does this mean? that I'm no longer a citizen or my citizenship is not Puerto Rican it's not Colombian it's not American I am a citizen of heaven and because I am a citizen of heaven when my heart is troubled I understand as I look at the words of Jesus that this world is not everything. I am reminded that as I believe in Christ that my true home now is heaven. The place that the Bible describes as a place without weeping, without pain, where we will have glorified bodies, the presence of sin will not be there, it is a place that will be full of life, and it is a place of eternal rest. So everything that happens in my life by faith and through Jesus 
No solo es para mostrarme lo limitada que es esta vida o lo temporera que es esta, que es, esta vida. It's not only meant to show me how limited this life is. Es para prepararme a estar en la presencia de Dios para siempre. But it's also to prepare me to be in the presence of God forever. Que va consecuentemente con el tercer punto. Which consequently follows my third point. Su regreso. His return. Y si me voy, verso 3. Y si me voy y les preparo un lugar, vendré otra vez y los tomaré a donde yo voy. Para que donde yo esté, ahí estén ustedes también. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. He just told him uh, that he had to leave. They, were not, they would not be able to follow him. More than likely, the disciples were thinking to themselves this would be a permanent separation. But here Jesus, with certainty, tells him that he will return when the place is prepared. He talks about his personal return even though his spiritual presence will never abandon them. And here Jesus repeats I will go and prepare a place. But in which sense was Jesus telling them this? Here Jesus he is, is he saying that, that there's disorder in heaven and it needs to be fixed for us to be able to dwell there? I don't believe that that's what he's saying. If we go to the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus talking about final judgment, Matthew 25, 31-33, you don't see it in the screen, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on his glorious throne before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one, and one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will place the sheep on his right but the goats on the left. But now look at what Jesus says and adds in verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So Matthew is telling us that Jesus said, that my, fa my father's house has already been prepared. So what was Jesus referring to? When he says, I will go and prepare a place for you. I think there's two things that I believe he's referring. Number one, the way in order to be able to reach this place had yet to be prepared. 
El no había sido there, there had not been um, atonement for sin yet. La ira de Dios aún the wrath of God still remained unsatisfied. Por el de Adán y Eva, and because of the sin of Adam and Eve, las del paraíso, the, the doors or the gates of the Garden of Eden o el cielo, or heaven aún are, were still closed para todo to, to every man. Y la y el no había, no había sido and death and sin had yet to be defeated. Pero como ya, But as we established already, la hora de Jesús había Jesus' hour had already arrived. De ser ese sin as he would be that lamb, spotless, unblemished lamb, de ser el of becoming the perfect sacrifice, Jesus will turn himself into curse in order for, for everyone, everyone who believes, al tomar la copa de la ira de Dios. while he will drink the cup of the wrath of God, y Jesús iba a dar su vida. and Jesus would give his life, y tomarla de nuevo. and he would take it again. Venciendo la muerte. Defeating death, en ese sentido, in that sense, Jesús se a un lugar. I believe this is what Jesus meant when he said, I will go and prepare a place. El hacia el lugar. So it's more than anything the path or the way to that place. Que vamos a a esto que dice. And which will take us back to this last thing he said. La manera, and so the second way que Jesús se refería, what that Jesus was referring to es que Jesús que sus is that Jesus wanted his disciples y nosotros, and for us que he wanted us to see que no es de ir a un lugar, that is, this isn't about going to a place se trata de ir a una persona, but it's to going towards a person que es Jesús. which is Jesus. Miren como Jesús cambia sus palabras. Listen to how Jesus switches the words he says if, if I go I will prepare a place okay thank you and if I go I prepare a place for you I will come again and will take you to myself. Right? El dijo, he, he said, remember, I'm preparing a place. Dice, But then he says, Yo seré su I will be that dwelling place. El el he switches the focus de un lugar from a place a una to a person. Jesús Jesus for those who believe when we reach heaven he will be our dwelling place wherever Jesus is that's heaven the presence of Jesus is what makes heaven heaven so heaven is all about Jesus and here Jesus is saying I will be your dwelling place and I will make sure that you reach me so 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 16 through 18 el Señor mismo descenderá del cielo con voz de mando con voz de arcángel y con la trompeta de Dios. Y los muertos en Cristo se levantarán primero. 
entonces nosotros los que estemos vivos y que permanezcamos, seremos arrebatados juntamente con ellos en las nubes, al encuentro del Señor en el aire, y así estaremos con el Señor siempre. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. El enfoque de este texto. The focus of this text. Is that the second coming of Jesus is not a return to heaven, but it is a gathering, a meeting with Christ. The day will come where Jesus will receive those who are his. The bride will receive, the, the, the groom will receive his bride, and he will be with her forever. And the most beautiful thing about this is that if we place our faith in Jesus and we have this eternal way of looking at life he will make sure that we reach that place so in the midst of the struggle in the midst of my heart being, being troubled Christ is telling us trust me now, now I am interceding on your behalf but the day will come that I will return and I will bring you to where I am and I will make sure to prepare the way I will make, make sure to prepare you so that you would be with me forever for this reason we were created church Jesus in, in his high priestly prayer what does he say what is eternal life that they will know you and Jesus Christ whom you have sent as we are in a relationship with Jesus our hearts as we continue to walk in faith they will be satisfied and this is a future promise that we are holding on to but how do we reach this place we saw the context sin had not been atoned for yet the wrath of God still unsatisfied the, the gates to the garden still shut and Jesus after saying these words verse 4 he says and you know the way to where I'm going which causes Thomas to ask a question verse 5 he says Lord we do not know where you are going how can we know the way I think it's a valid question that Jesus had not told him where he was going the disciples knew Jesus was the Messiah but they, they were still thinking that Jesus would stay here on earth and just establish a kingdom you just told us Jesus that you're leaving we can't go with you and you have not told us where you're going 
which brings us to the greatest affirmation from Jesus which is my third point this afternoon that when bad news reach us Christian remember the gospel Jesus said I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me when bad news reach us we are tempted to take everything upon us the burden of suffering believing the lies from the enemy and we begin to believe that death has power over us and here is where these words of Jesus bring encouragement and faith how is it that Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life how can this produce in us peace and encouragement during difficult times? As Jesus is the way it is through him that we are able to enter the presence of God. We are sinners by nature and as we are sinners by nature we are guilty in the eyes of God. We are short from God's glory. And because we are short of God's glory, we deserve death. Because of our sin, we deserve death. And there is nothing in us that would be able to do something towards that great problem that we have we were lost like sheep but Jesus comes to this world lives a perfect life in obedience to the Father and he goes to the cross he takes the, 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 the guilt and the blame at the cross on our behalf he drinks the cup of God's wrath which we deserved and now through his resurrection and life we can now we can enter into the presence of God that is the way that Jesus was talking about it is through him so now if my trust is in Jesus he is a guide for my life. He takes us by the hand. Step by step. While we walk with him. It's not a man standing in a corner giving you directions of where you need to go. Jesus says, do you want to go to heaven? It is through me. Consequently, this means that in Christ, that Christ is with us in every place at every moment. He gives us the strength to, to battle as we encounter the battles in this life. And his promise is that he will be with us until the end. 
as Jesus is the word or the truth we can trust in him and his, and his word completely why? because Jesus is the incarnation of truth everything he would teach is truth but not only that Jesus himself because of his life he is the representation of, of truth which means that we can trust in him we can trust in his words and his words will sustain us during difficult times and we can hold on to his words and we could be guided through those words and as Jesus is the life he reveals to us what is true life a world that tells us to do all sorts of things to feel alive Jesus says I am the only one that can give you life but what life is Jesus referring to here eternal life John 10 10 el Aarón solo viene para robar matar y destruir the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I came that they may have life and have it abundantly as we believe and remember that Jesus is the life we are reminded that this life is not everything we are born we live our lives and the day of our death will come but now through him and his sacrifice I can walk through the difficulties of life because I believe in he who overcame death and now provides life for those, all of those who believe in him. Christ overcame. He defeated what we could not defeat. But not only that, in Jesus, we find our true identity and purpose. And only in him, Jesus says, no one can come to the Father if it's not through me that exclusivity there's only one way there's only one truth and there's only someone a person that can give you true life it's not by works it's not by religion it's not it's not through gifts it's only through Christ we were created to find complete, complete satisfaction in God but this was damaged by sin. We have tried and we continue to try to find identity in many places but it is through Christ he becomes that bridge between God and man 
He restores that relationship of enmity towards God. And we can be saved from our sins. But now, we have the great privilege of becoming sons and daughters of the living God. As we return to our true identity. John 1.12 But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And now, because I am a son or a daughter of the living God, the promise is that God is for us. And we are under his protection. That our heavenly father is in control of our circumstances regardless of how ugly they might look. And because I'm his son or his daughter, he will bring me back home. So church, when bad news comes, if you're a believer this afternoon remember your identity remember your savior remember the gospel remember that everything that is working or happening in your life everything works for our good to be able to be conformed into the image of Christ and for those who do not believe in Christ I invite you to come to the fountain of living water if you are not a believer I don't know what's happening in your life the only thing I can tell you that there's only one person who can give us an abundant and eternal life and his name is Christ and then now through him I can live this life with joy even through the difficulties knowing that he sees what's happening he protects me and now through his gospel I have a free access to the throne of God and then one day all of this will end let's pray y ahora por medio de Él tenemos esperanza, tenemos vida, porque Él venció la muerte, Él venció el pecado. Y ahora si creemos en Él, si creemos en ti, Jesús, la promesa es que tú vas a estar con nosotros para siempre. Que la protección que tú nos das, Señor, es para siempre, hasta el día que nosotros volvamos hacia ti. Gracias, Señor, por el Evangelio. Gracias, Señor, porque por medio del Evangelio tenemos esperanza y tenemos vida. Todo esto lo pido en el poderoso nombre de Jesús.